Well, speaking of third men in, where the hell is Lucy this week? She comes in, puts up a two-in-one record when the rest of us completely shit ourselves this week, kind of like me right before the show. And now she is nowhere to be found a week later. My understanding was she was going to start showing up. Not here. Mont, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised uh, given her record. If I went 2-1, and one, I would fly back to that podcast and get as much uh, buzz as I could. But on the other hand, given your performance last week, I can't blame her for being afraid to come back in studio. Just He's saying. not wrong. Well, I think there's just, there's some karma attached to our records this week, oh. specifically you two. <laughs> what do you so mean, got, me? So we have the got, same record. Yeah, but you, you went 1-2. and two. So did you. Yeah, but my record's better on the year. I was terrible. So 45 and 39 on the season. We were talking a big Wait, game about like. 40, oh, including Lucy's picks, sure. Well, yeah, she was yes. here. Why well, would we not include it? Right. Shime Sh- spends all last week mansplaining how to gamble to the person who writes for a gambling website. I, I felt so bad for Lucy. <laughs> what are you Shime's talking like, well, about? Well, you see, the line moved, Lucy. What that means is that due to some unforeseen <laughs> reason, the sharp bettors are now placing their money on one side of the line. It's causing it to move one way. I, I literally just referenced the sharp batters on, on the Philly game. That's it. And I was right. So <laughs> All so right. Good. Well, we didn't do a recap pod this week because Shime claims, th- get get this much, Shime claims his pilot quit coming home from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, my original so flight, flight got canceled. Was, I had wait, to book a later delayed, flight. So we did not do a recap pod this week. Could it be one of those guys who made all that money in Bitcoin is now like, yeah, you know what? It's not worth working anymore. It's like, I, I wouldn't whatever. be shocked. But by the way, the of all the moments of this of today's show and having four day on this morning and on our show, uh, rather delirious, was when Keith tried to say Captain Phillips. Then he's like, "Oh no, who's the guy from that Denzel movie?" And then they were like, "Oh, Sully." And we're like, "No, Tom Hanks played Captain <laughs> Phillips. He also played Sully in a separate movie, and then Denzel was in a separate airplane movie called Flight." I also like, that was the most delirious drunk. statement that was said on the show, and it wasn't no. even by the guy who had been up for. Forty uh, hours straight. Having listened to Fourier try to answer some of those uh, Fourier trivia questions today with you guys, you guys did an excellent job with that uh, show today. Thank you. That might have been the most delirious moment. That was fun. He couldn't understand and comprehend a question, John. That's kind understand. of all. To, to, to be fair, Rich, Rich was like, "Okay, within five, how many? Did you, like the within five, I think is what screwed Christian as far as like just throwing his brain out. But then they were like, "How many games have you won, Christian?" <laughs> How simple, very simple. Your uh, wins, your career wins. What is 151. it? <laughs> <laughs> Out of one hundred and ninety, <laughs> he thought he had like a better a better winning percentage he'd than the, Tom Brady or Mud on the show. Winningest NFL player of all time. Yeah, that was without a doubt. <laughs> I think it's that dude. Uh, who's the dude who got traded from the 49ers to the Cowboys? He was like on both dynasties. Was it uh, Charles Haley? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, he was on both. Yeah, is he the winningest player of all time? I don't as know. Far as far as percentage goes, question. yeah, Google it up. We'll have, to, we'll, have to, we'll have to Google that. I got a free it's win if, if that ends up being right. All yeah, right, well, we'll Mutt, 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 0-3 week. You missed Ugh. on San Fran, Cleveland, Cincy under. Baltimore, you and I both missed on for the first time in his career. Mike Zimmer has won a game outdoors on the road win. against a team he with covered. a winning record. Sorry, he covered. Covered. He covered. covered. He still covered. never won. No. So Moneyline is now the pick going forward on these on these uh, bets, gentlemen. Carson Wentz did not throw an interception. The audio of me saying that the uh, Colts may have trouble running the ball last week going to look real bad uh, when it goes into the archives. <laughs> and uh, I I hit on the under in New England, Carolina. Shime, you hit on the Chargers. Missed on the Rams. And how about them Dallas Cowboys going up against the Denver Broncos and getting shellacked? Oh, here comes I the didn't. spin. No, here no, no, comes no, no. the spin. No, no, no. I'm, I'm correcting you. I didn't miss on the Rams. I missed on the Raiders. Get it right. Oh, oh, I read. It said LVR, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. you still missed. So Yeah, I know. Now I, I missed I twice. Missed. Does, this, does that go in my loss column? Yes, that it last does. Now you're there? one and four. <laughs> and we've got Lucy two and one. She hit on the Giants. She hit on the Patriots. And she missed on the, of all the of all the teams to miss on, she missed on the Buffalo Bills. So four and eight week, 
for the show, including Lucy, 45 and 39. I know Shime doesn't like having women on the show, but we do include That's her record. That's not what I said. <laughs> Holy smokes. Anyways, uh, Mutt, you went 0-3. However, however, Need I, am, I am going to give you the the first comment on the Patriots and Browns. As of now, Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites over under 46. This was before Miles Garrett was seen limping off the Browns practice field with a little foot injury. Mutt, you're lean. Uh, my, I, my lean is I'd probably lean Cleveland. Uh, in this game, just given the state of the Patriots, and I don't know what they're going to have at running back available for them. Might be, I don't know, J.J. Taylor potentially at running back or, or somebody else in that backfield. I know Cleveland is banged up, but they have some better options. But, I, I mean, I'm going to use the total in this game as one of my picks, so I guess I can wait on that. But I'd be leaning in the game itself uh, towards Cleveland plus the points. Yeah, so I'll tell you my lean. I'm not going to pick this game either way, but I, if I was to pick, I would lean on the total. I lean over here, Mutt. We'll get to what your your pick is. I don't know if you feel the same way. But to me, I, I just think this Cleveland offense is – they're now – a, on a mission, and B, kind of feel a little freer without Odell around them, the shackles of Odell Beckham around them. Uh, and again, even without Nick Chubb, I just think the Ernest Johnson. He was awesome against Denver, who can play pretty well against the run. The Patriots haven't shown the ability to play well against the run this year. Uh, and so I think a guy like Dearness Johnson could still easily get it done with that offensive line in Cleveland. So I, I lean over. I don't necessarily have a lean on who wins the game. Um, but I, I think when it comes to the total, I would lean over there. So so keep in mind, and my, my first pick actually is most likely going to be the under on this. I'll lock it in for the podcast, but as far as you you folks out there actually placing your hard-earned cash on it, we need to wait till the injuries, how the, see how the injuries shake out on Sunday morning. Because as of now, uh, yesterday's practice, and practice today is, is in progress, but as of yesterday, did not participate for the Patriots. It was Damian Harris, Matt Judon, Gunner. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Jamie Collins, Limited. You had guys like Bentley, Hightower, Shaq Mason, Jalen Mills, Johnny Smith, KVN. But going to the Browns side, and this is super interesting because one thing I love bringing up about the Browns is that they have three of the top four players in pass rush win rate on their uh, defensive line. That being Miles Gallett. Gallett. <laughs> Save that off. off to a hot start. So you've got Miles Garrett, who is first in the league. After him is TJ Watt. And then third and fourth, believe it or not, are Tack McKinley and Jadevian Clowney. Uh, that's for edge rushers. You go to you go. Shime, Shime, Shime just spilled something. And I didn't spill luckily, anything. Luckily, almost, the cap was on, but it distracted water me. Over. Oh, but by the way, you know what? This is the two-year anniversary of fellas. When we were when we were taping this podcast the last time, the twenty-five for twenty-five happened, and confetti guns were being shot outside the window right. as we were taping <laughs> the podcast. That. You two still shit on me for being distracted by it when it was literally yep. confetti guns. Like it wasn't distracted. I'm distracted was sh- by a lot champagne, of things. Champagne everywhere, confetti guns. That was a wild afternoon. And yes, I, I did find a handle of Tito's in the back, but I think I might have left that. that there the other night. I don't, think, I don't even think I that's think from this situation. Chris, but. I, that is Chris Kerr's written all over. <laughs> so did not participate as well. You have Malik Jackson, who's also one of the better. Uh, uh, defensive tackles in the league right now, but notably, so that that was yesterday. Today, we see the tweet just minutes ago of Miles Garrett limping off the practice field, apparently with a foot injury. Because if Miles Garrett does play, like the reason why those other guys are high in that, because they're not on, they're not pat- rushing the passer every play, they're not on the field every play like Miles Garrett is. It's Miles Garrett's presence, in my opinion, that opens it up for them to win their rushes more often than not. Without Garrett, I really think that that is going to suffer. Um, so you really need to wait on that. But regardless, I- I'm starting to feel like Patriots unders are sort of like a gospel right now just because of how fast they are getting the ball out, especially against the Browns defense, which has – that's a good defensive backfield. Uh, Greg Newsom really came in this past week. He blanked uh, 
he he didn't blank, but relatively blanked Jamar Chase. I think it was three for seven for like 22 yards when those two were matched up, he let up. So I really like the Patriots to basically do their thing. Mac Jones last week, third fastest uh, time to throw in the NFL. I think they're basically going to do that again and make less mistakes than Baker Mayfield will make, even though I think Ernest Johnson will have a good game. I agree with you, Sean. I think you can put any running back behind that O-line, which will not have Jack Conklin for this week, by the way, and they will be successful. But I don't think that lends to the over necessarily. So my first pick is Patriots-Browns under uh, 46. And you mentioned a lot of the reasons, John, but I'm with you on this. Oh, and, wow. and the, okay. the, the, the injuries, like, I'm not even sure. The Miles Garrett injury is definitely important. I, the offensive injuries, I think, help us in the under. Because I think Bill Belichick knows that Cleveland's pretty good. I don't think they want to expose Mac to the pressure. So to your point, the, the, you mentioned all the great pressure that Cleveland gets in their, their win rates. They're second in pressures per game on, on quarterbacks. Mac Jones this year is uh, completing passes about a 70% clip. Drops to 56%. When he is pressured. So the pressure has gotten to Mac Jones this year. Both these teams play slow in neutral uh, pace uh, plays per game. Pats are 17th after starting out as a fast team. They become one of the slowest teams in the league. Cleveland is 29th. They don't want to run a lot of plays in these games. I mean, even last week, they, they got ahead of Cincinnati. Cincinnati sped it up, but Cleveland still tried to play slow. And I know I played this angle last week. I'm going back to it, so we'll see if it backfires again. Cleveland this year, fifth fewest uh, plays per game uh, in the games they play in. And so I am really leading under. And you made a good point about the cornerback. I think both cornerback sets are pretty good. I don't think the Patriots are going to have a whole lot of trouble with a Cleveland uh, receiving core that is going to be led by Jarvis Landry and Donovan, P- Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're not as good as they were without OBJ, even as uh, uh, much of a lightning rod he has been. 41% of the bets, but almost 70% of the money is on the under. I have it at 46 at DraftKings. It's, it's higher there than most places. Maybe people in New Hampshire are playing overs because the Patriots, but I'm going to be on the under with you, John. Under 46, and you know it's, it's a better under if Miles Garrett plays, but that's not going to scare me off from playing the under for Pats. The, the ramp-up that has occurred the last few weeks with the Patriots against these defenses, like last week Last week I wrote about uh, the, this, this Carolina defense is going to be the, the biggest test for Mac Jones. And as far as pressures go, they from uh, defensive linemen on the Carolina Panthers, they only had three the entire game because Mac was getting the ball out so fast. Yo, it didn't matter. John, you, and you granted, what was one of them? He didn't play that well. He didn't play that well. No, that he game didn't. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, I think he was fine for what yeah, they fine, did, but, fine. but like uh, that was a may, running maybe, back. He completed offense. one right. pass in the second half, guys. So maybe maybe part maybe half. part of that is they wanted to run the ball because they don't want to expose him to that pressure. It's yep. only going to because. Uh, the Panthers were second, I believe, in uh, as a unit pass rush win rate going into last week. So it probably hasn't changed that much, the rankings. The only team ahead of them was the Browns. And then coming up, as far as pressure rate goes, which is separate from that, one's an ESPN stat, one's a pro football reference stat, the Bills are first. So yeah. <laughs> like it's only, like you, you think it just keeps getting harder. Because I was like, uh, what I was going to say was I wrote about that with Carolina last week. I basically wrote the same thing about the Browns this week. Because I, I piggybacked on myself. I was like, all right, I said that last week. Like This week it just gets harder. And when yeah. they play the Bills in a few weeks, it's going to get even harder. And hell, even the Titans. The Titans, you might have to, you might have to filter out September maybe. And there's a way if you, if you log into PFF that you can do that. But I would bet within the last, if you cut it off at October first, the Titans are probably one of the best teams by pressure in the because they Jeffrey just got off Simmons to such a slow start. Awesome, Simmons, so, Simmons and Landry have been have been wrecking. But anyways, I we'll we'll get to that when it comes. Uh, uh, Mutt went. Uh, Mutt, you gave your you're on the under with me. I'm so Sean, you, your yep. your first pick this week. Uh, my first pick is I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep it simple, stupid here. Uh, I'm gonna. Sean's take, watching The Office, Mutt. Yeah, a little bit. But no, I was I was actually <laughs> referencing more so Tiger Woods, but. Thank you. Uh, Tampa Bay laying nine points at Washington football team. 
Tom Brady's coming off a bye. He just lost to the New Orleans Saints. He is going to light. This defense stinks. This is not the defense he faced last year in the playoffs. Taylor Heineke has been not great. That whole team is like banged up. Like McLaurin was dealing with injuries. Antonio Gibson has like a fracture in his shin that he's been playing through. Uh, J.D. McKissick is fine. He's J.D. McKissick. Again, this defense just hasn't been good. Brady is going to light them up. I understand Godwin's a little bit banged up. A.B. has been banged up. Gronk has been banged up. Mike Evans is healthy. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans has been healthy. Tom Brady will throw to Cameron Brait and and O.J. Howard and whoever else will stand on the field. doesn't really matter. Brady's going to throw for like 400 yards and four touchdowns in this game. I- I'm taking Tampa Bay laying the nine. I'm not really thinking about it too hard. I'm just going to kind of do it. Yeah, I'm on this one as well, Mutt. You could, I'll, I won't even – there's not really much to add. It's Brady off of a bye week against a horrible defense. I'm on Tampa minus nine was my second pick. Can, can I, I'll add a second pick here. I'm on the over in this game. This is weird. We are on some weird I, – I I'm not taking Tampa, but I love the over here. Makes Two the podcast that, go faster. We never, we never discuss our picks beforehand, too, which is kind of no. wild. Uh, well, there are two teams that are pass funnels. When they met in the playoffs last year, that uh, was a Terrell Heineke breakout game. 54 points combined there, 141 plays. Tampa off the bye in revenge mode. They pass at like a 68% clip. They're going to put up a bunch of points. And I think Washington can sort of match uh, with some passing plays of their own. I like the over 51 courtesy at DraftKings. Uh, should I go again then since both of you guys yeah, have technically sure. given second Jump right back picks? in. Yeah, yeah, yeah right so I'll jump right back in. Um, I'm going to pull a Mike Manansky. I'm going to take the Seahawks getting oh, three points at the I Green Bay Packers. I I, I'm not it. convinced Aaron Rodgers even plays in this game. And so the fact that I'm getting Russell Wilson coming back from an injury as an underdog against a pro- probably Jordan-Love-led Green Bay Packers team, I'm in. I'm so in. It hurts. I, I am all over this, uh, the Seahawks getting three. Even with Geno Smith, I think Geno Smith-led Seahawks are a better team than the Jordan-Love-led Green Bay Packers. And so I think even if it's worst-case scenario for both teams, the Seahawks still have a good chance to cover and even outright win this game. So I'm on the Seahawks getting three points at Green Bay this week. All right, I'll let you give your third before I commit uh, a sin with my final pick. Well, the one thing I've done right, and I've had a, a rough year on this podcast making picks, I, I have been able to sniff out the teams that the, the – the line is just too inflated because of recent wins and or uh, some sort of buzz. And that's the case with Tennessee. I love Mike Vrabel's team. Uh, I love the way they play. But th- this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm taking the Saints plus three at Tennessee this week. It's Again, the one thing I've done, inflated odds, and we're getting that right now with t- the Saints. Just a quick DVOA check when I look start to look at some of these games and look for differences. The Saints are eighth. You know, and they've been banged up this year. They've had bad quarterback play. I know it's Trevor Simeon. They're eighth. Tennessee is 14th. This is a classic letdown spot for Tennessee. They played all these high-pressure games, profile games, primetime games, beating the Rams on a night where their offense wasn't even that good, but their defense kicked the crap out of Matt Stafford. I think you're getting the better team plus the points if you can swallow hard and say, I know it's Trevor Sinier or Taysom Hill. We can find a way to get this done. It's the better team, better offensive line, better defense. Saints plus three against an inflated Titans team that is very popular right now. And all of a sudden their odds are plummeting to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Yeah, the Saints have to bounce back. I think this is a good spot for them to do so. And the Titans, like they have to lose eventually, right? They can't just keep beating playoff teams from last year who are bound for the playoffs again this year. They just can't, like, even and without Derrick Henry now as well. Like, I feel like, Everything kind of has to come to a halt. A.J. Brown's a little bit banged up. He's going to draw Marshawn Lattimore as well. So that's going to make the offense even more difficult. It's going to be more difficult for that Tennessee offense. So I, I think this is a good pick, Mutt. I'm not Thanks, with you on it. I'm not going to hold your hand here. But uh, you did something I was unable to do, and that's pick against the Tennessee Titans. So good on you. All right, fellas. All right, John, what do you got? I'm going to do it. 
Let's hear it. This week, the Atlanta Falcons go to Jarrow World. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, no. We've got ourselves an eight-point spread, 54 oh, no. and a half total. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to oh, defend boy. you here once you make this pick for one reason and one no, reason only. No, but go let ahead. make the pick first. Yeah, make the pick, then we'll, we'll defend her. I'm not go going ahead. to overreact to the Cowboys completely letting Shime down and getting lit up by Teddy Bridgewater. I don't, I don't think they come out and make as many mistakes early in that game as they do in this game. They are going against the second-to-last defense in DVOA. However, there's one man on that defense who is A.J. Terrell. Is sneaky. It's going to be less sneaky maybe if they win a few more games and it starts getting more coverage. Uh, He's better than Trayvon Diggs, and he's one of, if not the best cornerback in the NFL right now. He has let up. uh, I had it, and I lost it. Uh, he has given up just 13 receptions for a total of 74 yards this entire season. Not only is he not letting up catches, but quarterbacks are scared to throw at him. He is going to take either Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or whichever one he is covering on that play out of the game completely. Eight points is a lot of points. However, he is just one player. There are a lot of weapons on that offense. I think there are a lot of weapons on Atlanta's offense as well. So I'm going to go away from the plus eight as much as I want to take it. I'm going to go over 54 and a half. Ah, see, this, this is game. not where I expect you to go. I'm actually on the other side of this than you. We're going head to head here. I'm going to the under in this game. Wow. I actually think that this line is way too high. Uh, I don't think Dallas has reached this number very often as it is anyways. Like, it's, it's, I, I forget that I looked it up. I, Overall, this Dallas offense has just been more balanced, right? They don't play shootout games anymore. They play, they try and let their defense get turnovers, and they run the football. That's kind of how they've been successful. It's been chunk plays. They don't have, like, Dak Prescott isn't throwing for 450 yards a game like he was last year. This is very different. Last year, I think Dallas won this game like 40-39, to 39, but on like a last-second field goal, it was some stupid week well, that, one that or week was, that two was like, game. That was, the, that was the, big, uh, the big onside kicks game. I believe they yes. hit two onside kicks to win that game, and that was like a massive – that was one of – I feel like that happens a lot with Dak, too, where they get down by so much, and then he started, and then he started you know, garbage-time points. But that game, they just happened to be playing against their now defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. Yep. And playing against a really just at the time, uh, who was their OC at the time? He was their OC in like the early 20, Dirk Cutter. Yes. Dirk Cutter, who would just ran a wildly inefficient offense. I don't think that's the case in this game. And if that happens again, I think they're going to be chasing and they might not be able to overcome it. But if the Cowboys chase, I feel that is what leads to overs. I agree. I agree with you. And then that's kind of why I I, I think this game doesn't go over is I don't think Atlanta gets out to a, a fast lead like they did against New Orleans. I think Dallas is just too good, um, and that's kind of why I felt like this number was just too high for me. 54.5 is a big number, um, especially it's like Matt Ryan's been good, but this offense isn't built on explosive plays. This offense is built on moving the working the ball down the field. They kick a lot of field goals, which helps for the under, and I lean Atlanta plus eight. Matt Ryan, when you give him like five plus points, is awesome. Like every time as an underdog. I don't know why. It's just this weird thing where when you're giving him five plus points, that's when he's great. It's when you're when Matt Ryan is laying points against somebody that he sucks every time. And, and so I think he's gonna be very good in this game. And I think if I'm taking the under if I'm taking the underdog here at plus eight, I feel like the uh, the under also just has to play in here. And so that's kind of why I, I, I'm more confident in the under than anything. Uh so that's why I'm gonna go under fifty four and a half. Smart OC with a big 
big spread. That is a gospel on the history of this podcast. If uh, usually it's going up against a dumb OC though, which I don't I don't consider uh, a Kellen Moore. All right, Mutt, uh, give us a quick recap of your selections. Well, we're trying to bounce back and wondering where Lucy Burge is. We'll see if she comes back for a week eleven. Uh, where John maybe she was the problem. Good. Well, she went two and one, so I mean, my zero and three was the problem. Pat, yeah, I mean, but, but John, she, she brought us down was the problem. Like you were saying, Shime. Mm-hmm. And like, John I tried to overcompensate, and he had a one and two week where he's been great all year. To his credit, John's been great all year. Goes one and two what this can week. I say I shit my britches around women. Mutt, your recap. That is uh, confirmed. Uh, Pats in Cleveland under 46. Saints plus three at Tennessee. And give me the over in Tampa-Washington game. You guys are uh, both on over 51 uh, as we sit here on Thursday afternoon. All right, Mutt, how about you mixing a dub this week for us? I would like to. Uh, what else? Shime, good vacation? Everything uh, good? How was Portal yeah, Beach? It was great. Played oh, mini I was going to say bye to you, but you can hang out if you want. Uh, we went to a distillery. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I got myself a nice vodka that's getting shipped up to me. It's going to be really oh, nice. one of those one of those buys where you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll ship it home. Yeah, no big deal. And like, what? Okay, did I really want to do that? Okay. Well, I, I bought it forgetting that I couldn't take it on the plane and then immediately realized I couldn't take it on the plane. But my girlfriend's dad was like, I oh, don't worry about it. I'll ship it to you. I was like, okay. Sweet. Wow, how about All that? Right. Yeah. Good family. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm with Mutt on the under in uh, Patriots-Browns, and I'm, uh, I'm with Shime on the Tampa minus nine at Washington, and I am against Shime on uh, the over in Dallas-Atlanta. Two totals for me. Very uh, unlike me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm with Tampa laying the nine uh, at Washington, then I'm in the under Dallas-Atlanta 54 and a half, uh, and then I'm taking the, the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson's coming back. They're an underdog plus three at Green Bay. I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is playing, so I love it. Did Mutt leave? Oh, wow, he did leave. Did he leave in the middle of your... I, I, I think he waited until you were talking and then left. Huh. That's fucking sneaky. Okay, Jesus. all right. Well. All right, well, I guess that's that's our week 10 pick. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we're uh, you know, we're still 45 or 39, but we've uh, got to waste some ways to go to get to that 60% mark. So. Sorry, we'll get back there. Don't worry. Well, anyways, Shime, there are other podcasts on this network, including... Uh, yes, the hashtag Dork Podcast. Uh, I believe they just did their review of the Marvel movie The Eternals. Ah, uh, um, so uh, just... have you seen it yet? No. Uh, 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 so they uh, they did that. Uh, we have the Bradfoe. I show. soiled myself in the theater. Oh God! At the mid credit scene, <sighs> Bradfoe Anyways. had Joe Kelly on this week. Yep, absolutely did. Uh, and then we have the Off Day Podcast. Andy Hart, Ryan Hannibal. They'll get you all the Patriots news and notes you need post game. Mm-hmm. After the game with the Browns on Sunday, and Skate Pod did tape yesterday, but you're not to listen to it before, uh, as Shime as Shime dubbed him today. Connor McJesus comes McJesus. into TD Garden, or else it will be uh, irrelevant at that point. But, Damn right. Which you can watch that game on ESPN Plus tonight. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday for the Week Ten recap. Hopefully, we go uh, twelve and zero. Oh, we can't do that because Lucy's not here. And we're head to head. So but. Uh, not. Uh, you really screwed us, didn't you? I didn't screw so us is at our, all. Is our cap seven and two right now? Are we because we have two people going head to head? Oh no, no, you, no. you know just you, didn't, you said you didn't officially pick that over for nope. uh, for Browns. Okay, no, well, no, no. That's just my, would have been my lean, but I did regardless. not pick it at all. Okay, all right. We'll be back next week. Shout out to bye. Bye. How you been, bud? I'm good. I'm good. So I'm just uh, my kids. Are, it's Veterans Day, so they're home. Let Ooh, me uh, gotcha. Shoot me a text when John is ready, okay? Well, do. They're, they're upstairs yelling. Thank yeah, you. no problem. Mutt was here two seconds ago. He went to deal with his children, um, and he said, text me when John gets back. So now you're back, but you need a second anyway, so I'll text him in a minute. Happy Red Eve, Shime, to you. Happy what Eve? Red. Red Eve. Red mm-hmm. Taylor's version oh. of Eve. 
God, you and Courtney are going to have a. I, I assumed you participated. I, I was under the assumption you were looking to part- uh, participate in this cultural event that is happening. Phenomena. Phenomena. Uh, yeah, you know, I might dabble, but nothing crazy. Uh, how, which bathroom did you go to, John, so I don't go to it later? <laughs> it's funny. There was somebody else in that bathroom before me. I won't name names, Gresh, but it did not stop. <laughs> oh, Mike. Don't, I didn't add, We don't know. No, it's, it's, I was going to say, Mutt, you have, I was going to give you three oh. guesses as to where I was as to throw the scent off from where I was. Because oh, if, well, if I said one guess, then he gets it immediately. But if I say three guesses, it's like, all right, well, it's not the bathroom then well, if he's giving how, me that, three. That's how Shine played. Give me, I'll give you one guess for John. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to go meta, you, you give him two guesses where I am. You guys did a uh, did good it? job Good job on the uh, 4 a show today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good work. Twice did you guys have fun last night? Oh, it was easy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why it's what I said to Grush too when he was leaving. I was like, "It might have been the fastest show I feel like I've done in weeks." I feel like it's still eleven a.m. I mean, our yeah. Thursday shows have three guests, plus we usually book another one, plus we have fantasy and slow burn, and then we basically just fill in if there was games the night before, and then whatever the Patriots storyline is. And now you're a third man in, so it worked out well. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Coming at you in three, two, one. <laughs> 